Hello, hello, and welcome to the Business of Healing podcast. So this is the first episode that I am recording, and I thought it would be important to talk about who I am, why I'm here, why I am qualified to talk to you about the business of healing and entrepreneurship, being a therapeneur, and also building a healthy life around it. And, you know, just more about my back, more about my background. So that is what we are going to talk about today. So I've been in this healing and podcast business for almost 15 years now. Next year will be 15 years. And I've learned a lot. I've launched multiple therapeneur businesses. I host a really amazing podcast titled Black Girls Heal with over 8 million downloads, which I'll talk about in a moment. I've taught thousands of women, therapize hundreds of individuals, families, couples, and children, and launched product-based businesses, and I've written several books. And so some of these things have been very successful, like classically successful, and some were successful in the aspect that I learned a lot through the process, and some are a little bit of both. But my international brand and healing organization, Black Girls Heal, is what I'm most proud of. Here is where I help women heal from the symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation, and the trauma that causes it to create the love they want with others and within themselves. I absolutely love it, and I bring a lot of myself into this work. And when I first started my business as a podcaster, author, healer, coach, I had to learn how I wanted to teach these concepts. So at the time, I was going between taking the model that a lot of expert healers do, which you may have seen before, which is sticking straight to the objective facts about their area of expertise and client experience and research. And that is what they teach. Sometimes they'll bring in other guests to talk about models and and their experience, but it is more objective. You don't really hear anything at all about the personal experience and life lessons and failures and mistakes of the people who are teaching it if they have any experience with it at all. So that was one perspective. So then I had to decide, am I going to go the other side, which I would see a lot of people do at the time, which is people using their platform, whether or not it was an Instagram or a podcast or something else or a blog as a completely transparent digital diary, sharing their wins and their losses along the way and allowing their audience to glean insight and education through learning alongside them. And neither one of those models worked for me. The first one for me felt too dry to only be an expert. It felt for me too impersonal. And the for me is an important point to keep in mind. But at the same time, the other option felt like way too much for me. Though I have personal experience to help women through these issues of love addiction and love avoidance and deprivation and childhood trauma, I did not want the focus of my platform to be on me and my story versus the solutions and information that I knew my audience and clients needed to hear to be set free because that's what set me free. So I ended up finding a happy medium in between as a healing therapeneur with a public platform. My current teaching style is on Black Girls Heal is about 85 to 90% the information, models, solutions, experiences that my clients have gone through. And 10 to 15% are sharing relevant stories and experiences that I have personally gone through my my growths, my failures, my strengths, my successes, my anecdotes. And sometimes I'll share more depending on the topic. And sometimes I'll share nothing at all. But disclosure is an active part of my process. So why am I sharing this in my intro to the podcast? And what does that even have to do with the business of healing? Well, 
there's a few things. And the first is that this approach that I have is uncommon. Most people in this field lean towards the expert position. And the majority of the shares that they have are based on perhaps client anecdotes and lessons that their clients have learned. But as far as what's going on behind closed doors, about their dark moments of the um, dark moments of the soul, all that, their own personal shadow work, that is kept very private. And so I was worried. I was very worried about being judged by my peers when I decided to have this more hybrid approach or maybe to actively and intentionally, deliberately incorporate disclosure as part of my teaching style, especially as I was still practicing as a therapist at that time. And one of the things that we are learned that we learn and that we're trained in as therapists is to make sure that that room that your client is in is safe. And one of the ways that you make that room safe is you make sure that you are not bringing your stuff into that space, that that should be a, a safe area for folks to explore what's going on with them. And so when you find a therapist who's using disclosure in excess and she, he or them or they are making the whole session about them and what they did. And they're trying to relate by, well, this is what I did. It doesn't leave space for the client. If anything, that's more about you and your own issues and your own lack of boundaries versus actually being helpful towards the client. Right. So I'm coming in with that experience and with that knowledge and the truth of that. Right. And seeing firsthand that that is exactly true. And now when it comes to therapy, that room is about the people within And if you use disclosure, it needs to be used very sparingly and very strategically. So I was worried about being judged by my peers for being a bleeding heart, for maybe mistakenly using my platform to overshare or to work through issues that I should be bringing to my own therapist or just looking all over the place because maybe this type of teaching style wasn't professional. And it took a whole lot of courage and honestly, a a few years for me to be confident and breaking that mold and creating something that worked for me that I didn't see anybody else doing. Learning how to trust myself and building this business was huge. And this was one of the things that I really hope to teach you as you listen to this podcast as a healer and as an entrepreneur, the importance of trusting yourself, your gut, who you are, and your divine purpose to help and guide others. Your inner voice is the most important and it is your guiding light. So with that said, the mentorship that I plan to offer on this podcast will be based on three core values, business, belief, and boundaries. I will share real information on what I've learned as a business owner and professional working in all kinds of settings, a lot of those areas for others. And then of course, for myself, and I'm going to share more about my professional history in a moment. Uh, the structures, what I would have done differently, my software, my mentor, my mentors, my experiences while podcasting, what I've learned, creating courses, and so much more. We're going to talk about burnout. We're going to talk about navigating stress. We're going to talk about navigating balance when it comes to business. And we're going to talk about hiring and firing and when to hire and delegate and building a business that works for you. Entrepreneurship as a healer is a real enterprise, and I hope that my insights shed light in this process for newbies and affirms the journey of those who are here as well. So that's the first pillar. Regarding belief, we will have episodes that talk about the importance of your self-belief, 
healing yourself, practicing self-kindness, openness, and self-trust as you are the center of this beautiful existence that you are creating. And if you as a healer balk at me saying that you're the center and you're the focus and feel that this isn't right, or maybe this is a little bit selfish or egocentric and that you shouldn't be the focus, then this is absolutely the place for you. You need to learn that you can be an empathic, loving, generous person and still love yourself. You can still prioritize yourself. You can still think that you're the best thing since sliced bread and you can still be an amazing humanitarian. And I don't know about your training as a healer or even your upbringing, but the lessons about self-sacrifice and martyrdom for the mission of the greater good and denying yourself and, and not taking care of yourself has been something I've had to actively unlearn due to his deep um, intertwining with my own personal trauma and my own ability to neglect myself because it's worth it because at least somebody else is happy, right? So we'll talk about that more. I am a neurodivergent person with diagnosed attention deficit disorder. It has caused very real issues when it comes to my own follow through and building this business that I love that, but I've had, there have been hiccups and things that have happened and I've had to learn how to navigate through them, not only operationally as a business owner and all the roadblocks and hurdles that come with that and that that creates between the forgetfulness and the inability to, to, follow through with things or um, getting lost along the way and it taking literally I hired I'll tell you all this for right now at one point in my journey I hired an operations professional to to audit my my business and even with me giving myself buffer time knowing that it usually takes me longer to do what I plan to do and giving myself more time on top of what I estimated to be, that professional found that with my disorder, it actually takes three times the amount of time that I thought it would take, even with my buffered extra time, right? So that is that is very impactful when you think about goals and growing and taking care of others and taking care of yourself. So it is a very real issue. So on this podcast, I am going to talk about navigating that, right? Navigating not only those things operationally, but also the individual feelings that come with that. You know, whether or not it is embarrassment or failure, um, those mistakes happening sometimes in, in public, right? Um, and I'll be sharing more information about my experience with this diagnosis, lessons uh, and tips, because I know that there are a lot of people who uh, have also become diagnosed as adults, right? And it's all clicking and making sense. And now we need to figure out how to live and navigate this and also how that impacts our business. The third pillar that we're going to talk about here on the podcast is about our relationship with ourselves and with others, boundaries. How do we take care of ourselves or how do we not take care of ourselves? What is our health like? What is our relationship like with our clients? Are we distant and burnt out or are we overly enmeshed and codependent? How are our relationships in general? Are we hiding and self-medicating between work and the mission? Are we in love? Are we having sex? Is it good sex? Do we have any friends? Do we know how to rest? Do we have our own toxic relationships that we also need to heal and let go of? How do we deal with all of these smaller things that are really not that small that come up along the way. And you, dear healer, are your first patient when it comes to having boundaries. And we are going to talk about this in all facets here. 
You know, I've started this podcast because all these things are intertwined. There are a million amazing business podcasts, and there are so many amazing mental health and self-love podcasts as well. I like to think the Black Girls Hill is one of them, but all of these things, they work together. They are not mutually exclusive. They are very much intertwined. And so my hope is that this podcast helps those of those of us who are in this unique space as healers, as professionals, know how to navigate all of these worlds without feeling as if we have to compartmentalize ourselves or, um, you know, cut off parts of ourselves sometimes and, um, and put ourselves on the back burner in order to focus on another part. And when I say healers, I'm talking to every person who has a heart and a mission to heal and restore others. So this can include medical professionals, therapists, coaches, and it can also include school teachers, beauticians, pastors, spiritual teachers, massage therapists, the mother of the neighborhood that everyone goes to their house, and everybody in between. If in your line of work, you are the healing space for others, we have to look at your heart and who you are as well and how you find balance. So like I said, disclosure, vulnerability, and transparency are all values that I hold very dear in my teaching and coaching style. On this podcast, I will share these lessons along with any personal stories that may apply to what I'm teaching along the way. So that means I plan to share all the ups and downs that I've had as I built my therapeneur practices, what I did and what I would have done differently, how all this has shown up and intersected with my own personal life, my self-belief, my relationships, my boundaries, and the lessons I learned and what I continue to learn along the way. As your mentor, I hope to show you the path I've traveled as an example to what could be so that you can be inspired and learn from my decisions and go in a path that gives you your best life and helps you help the most number of people that you can. So for those who really find love, support and wisdom in this podcast, I want you to already know that this is not going to be the only way that I support you. Some of you already know this because you've been following me for a while and you saw when this was first introduced and talked about, but make sure that you stay tuned to all the resources that we share, sign up for them as I announce them, come to the events and for sure check out my healer mastermind. So this is my mastermind for healing professionals, where we are going to take a deeper look into all these concepts around business boundaries and belief that I just talked about to build a life and practice that we love. So with all that said, let's go ahead and let me tell you more about me for those of you who are new to me and you're like, okay, who is this chick? This is sounding kind of good so far, but really what has she actually done? So here's my timeline. So uh, I was a licensed therapist for about 12 years. And also I will share some fun things about myself at the end as well. <laughs> but I was a licensed therapist for 12 years. And I built a very successful private practice during my last few years before closing my practice to coach full time via Black Girl Seal. So as a therapist, I worked in a lot of places. So I've worked in unaccompanied minor shelters. Uh, so for um, undocumented immigrants who are here as minors, right, before they are deported or uh, reun reunified with family members. Uh, I do speak Spanish. Um, 
So, and that helped me because my next, another job that I've had was in the school system. I have worked in residential treatment centers. I have worked in group practices. I've worked in medical care agencies. And then of course, like I said, my own private practice full time. I have seen the ups and the downs of agency work, working with the government and institutional systems and long-term care. I saw what it was like when it was done well. And I've also seen what it was like when the players were unethical and how it impacted staff and clientele. With my master's degree in marriage and family therapy, when I first started doing group practice work or started my practice, I saw everyone from couples, families, teens, and adult professionals. And when I launched my private practice, I slowly shifted from seeing everyone to focusing on sex and love addiction. You may hear more about this in this podcast, Um, most likely not because I talk about this more on Black Girls Heal, but I am someone who has been in recovery for sex and love addiction. And that is definitely what has spurred on a lot of my work, which you're going to hear about more in a moment. And so I shifted into focusing on that as my uh, specialty. And as a sex addiction therapist, I saw a lot of men and their wives slash girlfriends for their issues. But slowly my practice started to fill with women who were like me, other professional women who struggle with love, connection, and sex and love addiction specifically. And so I officially pivoted to having a woman-only practice, and I filled it up completely. I, at the time, I think, I want to say I had about 30 sessions a week. It could be up to 35, but I know for sure that I made it to where I took a break in the middle of the day, but your girl was full. And I had an extensive wait list um, even before I closed. And I did both private practice and insurance and did very well financially. Uh, And yeah, and I plan to talk more about building a private practice. And for sure, that's going to be part of our mastermind as well. So uh, as a therapist, I was trained in EMDR, dialectical behavior therapy, somatic experiencing under Peter Levine's model. Patrick Carnes model for sex addiction recovery, um, and a lot of other things as well. I've never met a certification that I didn't love. <laughs> and since then, I have been trained in several other love addiction models and financial work disorder recovery. So those of us who may have issues with um, money, lack mentality, um, over hoarding, abundance issues, shame when it comes to that, you know, money is very personal. So I have training in that as well. But outside of that, I'm a serial podcaster. My first podcast was titled Love Junkie, and it was about healing from sex and love addiction across genders. And Love Junkie Junkie was my favorite thing. It was amazing. It quickly gained the attention and following of men and women across the globe and of all backgrounds, ages, and sexual orientations. I loved it and its mission. And I hosted that podcast for about a year of weekly episodes before launching Black Girls Heal as a separate podcast. And the intention for Black Girls Heal was to focus only on trauma healing for Black women and the intersectionality between the impact of childhood trauma, discrimination, oppression, colorism, sexism, and how all that affects our self-esteem. Because working with intimacy disorders, you know that all of this is just trauma reenactments and and looking for looking for relief looking for healing right and if that's the case all of these different types of trauma intersect to create the experience of black women that's unique and that is uh, nuanced for them however i quickly learned that one 
at that time, I was still working full time and doing agency work and working for, you know, other folks and traveling and, and going back and forth and everything between home and, and work. I live in Houston, Texas, which is a giant metropolitan. So depending on whatever job I was working on at the time, you know, traffic and everything adds on to the hours that you're already working. So it would be too much for me to balance two podcasts. And by that time, I'd also started launching courses and and coaching people from across the world through my coursework. And so it was too much for me at that time to do two different podcasts in addition to all that other stuff. And then the second thing is I realized that I did not want to separate talking about love addiction and black women. You know, by this time, Um, that I was about to launch Black Girls Heal, or that I did launch Black Girls Heal, in addition to those other things, I had built a thriving therapy practice that specialized in love addiction. And about 90% of my clients were other Black female love addicts and love avoidance. And so separating the podcast to where, you know, I had to other Black women and even though the, the podcast would have been focused on just um, unique issues for us, not having it all together or feeling like the idea of, well, I have to tailor this message to the masses because otherwise it would be offensive to focus only on ourselves um, was just ridiculous <laughs> to me Like once I actually thought about it. And I was like, no, I'm combining this together. So that's what I did. I, I, uh, separating, separating the, separating the podcast felt so inauthentic. I closed Love Junkie. I deleted the episodes of Black Girls Heal. So had, I had already started with uh, new episodes or the original episodes for the first iteration of Black Girls Heal, which was just a trauma focus. So I removed those episodes and I relaunched it with this new integrated message and closed Love Junkie. And so a lot of people followed and some people did not And I just chalk it up to the people who understand the message and the intention and the people who I want it to be with me follow me along and those who felt like they needed that separation were not the folks that I needed to teach anyways. So with all that said, since that time, I've had over 8 million downloads across every continent. And this is not including love junkies, love junkies, um, downloads and everything. Um, this is just for black girls heal. I've launched, uh, almost if not there, almost there, over 50 courses, programs, and events, including which includes all-day workshops and intensive retreats. I have created my recovery school coaching program, which is modeled and inspired by the experience and education that women who go into intensive residential treatment for things like love addiction and intimacy disorders get. And I created that program to bring that experience online and to help all women be able to experience this and also not have to, you know, pause their life, but they could integrate this into their daily life. And so at this time, over hundreds of women have enrolled and received this type of support and transformation that they have been looking for. I held my private practice full time with the podcast, with the Black Girls Hill podcast for as long as I could until I came to a place where I felt like I needed to choose. I needed to choose one area to focus on more. 
And I loved being a therapist. I loved my clients. I loved seeing them every week. I loved helping them through their hard moments. I loved watching their transformation. I loved the process of therapy, even though it was different than coaching, you know, a slower process, a more open process, but still very much real and strategic and, and intentional and thoughtful and magical. But I chose to transition to coaching which I'll also talk about here on the podcast. Um, But in short, I'll share is because I really love seeing the impact that I saw via BGH. I saw so many women getting better quicker and faster with coaching support. I was able to help people across the world uh, without a lot of the boundaries and restrictions that come with working as a therapist, not only location wise, but also what you are allowed to do, what you're allowed to say, and again, what the process looks like. And so I transitioned into BGH full time as a coach and as a teacher, and as a podcaster and as an author. So like I said, since I have launched all my coursework and all that stuff, I've had hundreds of women who've allowed me to coach them via my recovery school program and all the different iterations of it. Um, Those of you who know, you know. And um, outside of that, I've had thousands of women who have been able to invest in smaller programs or offerings or events that I've held over the years as well. So along the way, like I said, I've published a couple of books and I'm writing several more right now. I've launched a stationary and planner business that was connected to healing concepts. It is now closed. That is one of the lessons that I have learned, which I will talk to you more about in a future episode. Um, and I'll again, I'll say more about that. I, feel, I almost want to launch into that experience now, but I will save that for future moments. But I have very big dreams and I have even bigger plans for things down the road to expand the brand of Black Girls Heal and others. I've ventured into support for men with my podcast for the fellas, which is actually about to undergo a very, a very important rebranding in the same way that I had to rebrand Black Girls Heal. Because the initial focus, which if you check it out now, it is on general healing and trauma. It has not felt authentic to what I have wanted to teach about. So at the time that I'm recording this, this podcast was launched maybe a year and some change ago. And there's just a handful of episodes because it was very hard for me to get behind teaching the concepts or the concepts that I thought that I needed to teach. And so it was really hard for me to go back to that. But through a lot of clarity and a lot of this courage and connection to what is important for me to talk about, I will be I will be revamping it and its focus and relaunching it um, for the unique group of men that I feel passionate about helping. And so that is coming. And then also you are currently listening to the Business of Healing podcast for healers and entrepreneurs, which has its own mastermind. And uh, I hope to add a professional certification attached to it as well. This has been my answer to so many healers who throughout the years have asked me for mentorship, who have asked me for consultation, who have asked me to pick my brain. Here it is for you. (laughs) I'm going to share as many lessons and thoughts that I can here. And then, of course, go deeper with those of you who come into the fold um, to work together more. So on this podcast, I want to talk about what it looks like when life overlaps business as a healer along with giving you tips and lessons along the way that I've learned in all of these areas. With that said, a few fun facts about me is that I am a an 
ESFJ, Gryffindor, Manifesting Generator, Sagittarius Sun with Aries Rising and Gemini Moon. For those of you who know what all those things mean, (laughs) that will help you so much in understanding me. And for those who don't, it's just a heads up that these are the types of things that I like to talk about. I love personality tests. I love fantasy. I love the stars and I love all of that stuff. And I found it very helpful for me. I also love God, spirit, metaphysics, and building a healthy mindset. For years, I was in Christian ministry, and that was a very firm foundation for me growing in my relationship with God to what it is now. So though this podcast is not a spirituality podcast, if these types of concepts come up in my shares, I'm not going to censor myself or my beliefs about it. And if based on your background, if you feel a bit of whiplash hearing me go back and forth between talking about God and the stars and then the importance of intentionally changing your subconscious beliefs because you feel like none of these things really overlap and maybe even contradict. I'm just giving you a heads up. Uh, you know, as healers, tapping into our divine knowing and intuition is key. So there's no way that I can talk about these concepts when it comes to learning how to trust your voice and trust your intuition without giving space for this ultimate truth. I feel that you have the right to find what is true for you. And in me being authentic and sharing my learned experience, I can only talk about my story and you can take what you need and you can leave the rest. In addition to those things, I'm a mother of an amazing little boy who is one of my biggest blessings. I love him so much. I'm crazy about him. I am happily divorced and I'm currently experiencing some of the best relationships and partnerships in my life due to the lessons learned in that process and beyond. I am a cute nerd who loves Harry Potter and gaming, which includes board games and video games. Great sci-fi, romanticy books, and self-help books on Audible, and a great night of dancing and karaoke. And I love all those things just as much as I love cuddling in my bed or meditating and connecting to God, to source. And there's so much more that I look forward to sharing over our time together. Each episode, even if there's an overlying topic, it will be connected to one of our three business pillars or one of our three pillars, business, belief, and boundaries. So I look forward to the growth we will experience together as well. And I'll be honest about the things that I don't know and share if there's any growth or reconsideration of my perspective about things as I learn along the way. But I'm really excited about our time together and I'm so happy that you are here. So again, for those of you who have been wanting to work together, which may sound like a big jump with this being the first episode, but I know many of you have been waiting, waiting for this podcast and waiting for this moment. So for those of y'all who you know who you are, this is your moment. Um, I am currently pre-enrolling for this mastermind. Um, We are pre-enrolling for our winter cohort. And so you can learn all about this mastermind, what you're going to be learning around these concepts, um, what it entails, what to expect, how long it's going to be, the investment, all that stuff you can find by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash mastermind. At the time that I'm recording this, like I said, it's pre-enrollment. So this is before enrollment investment goes up. Spaces are limited because this will be a smaller cohort. And I want to be able to give personal attention to everyone who is within. So that is it for right now. Thank you for joining me in this first episode. I look forward to having many more and I will see you in the next one. Take care of yourselves.